It certainly is good to uh, worship in this way. It's good to be with you. I certainly hope that you and your family are well. Please know that my uh, thoughts and prayers are with you. You probably uh, remember from your eighth grade science about Louis Pasteur. He is recognized as the father of microbiology. He was the one who helped make milk safe to drink by introducing the process of pasteurization. It's a process where milk is heated to a certain degree to kill any harmful bacteria. Ironically, Pasteur was morbidly afraid of germs. We shouldn't be surprised. It was Pasteur, after all, who introduced us to the idea of germs in the first place. Pasteur discovered that germs pretty much existed everywhere. Pasteur was pretty much obsessed with his own personal cleanliness. He compulsively washed his hands. He even washed the, the bar of soap that he used. Ahead of, ahead of his time, he even refused to shake hands. We wonder if we'll ever be able to do that again. Pasteur's obsession with cleanliness affected his concern for his own son, John Baptiste. John Baptiste served in the uh, French army during the Franco-Prussian War. He was stationed in an army hospital far away from the front lines. You would think that Pasteur would have been relieved that his son wasn't involved in the fighting, yet he was. Pasteur knew that, that hospitals were especially infested with germs. Pasteur was so concerned that he wrote to his son's commanding officer requesting that he be sent to the front lines and away from that hospital. In Pasteur's mind, flying bullets on the front line were, were safer than a germ-ridden hospital any day. We too find ourselves preoccupied with germs, even to the point of obsession. The COVID-19 pandemic has got us thinking about such things. You and I are washing our hands more than we ever have in our lives. Our fear of testing positive at times has won the day. Our anxieties have heightened and our worries have taken hold. What are we to do as overcomers in Jesus Christ? Well, let's turn to Scripture to get a few answers. We read today from Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33. Let's hear this from God's Word. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, 
Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is God's word for God's people. May it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we've heard this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to it. May God bless us all. Well, today we find ourselves again on the Sea of Galilee, just three weeks removed from our discussion of Jesus calming the wind and waves. Uh, Lisa referred to that uh, passage just uh, a few moments ago. This week we consider the great uh, story of Jesus walking on the water. The circumstance is much the same as we talked about three weeks ago, save for the fact that Jesus was not in the boat, but was off praying as his disciples made their way across the sea. Just like the earlier story, a storm blew up, making their travel perilous. To make matters worse, it was right before dawn. It was the, the darkest of dark. You know what they, what they say, the night is always darkest before the dawn. You and I would do well to remember that, particularly given our our present circumstance. We didn't talk about storms that blew up in and around the, the Sea of Galilee a couple of weeks ago, save for the fact that those storms can, can happen at a moment's notice. The cool air that lingers around the lake often mixes with the hot air that blows from the land surrounding it, and hence the storms, all the wind, all the waves, even in our, our own locale, we are sensitive to, to temperature variations. Earlier this week, we had frost on the ground. This weekend, highs are in the 80s. We, we've also had a lot of wind and rain in between. The present circumstance we find ourselves these days with the COVID-19 has caused us to consider the reasons for the storms that are in our lives. We've had more than a little to be anxious about. It seems that there is always something to worry about. What about you in that regard? Is there always something to worry about? Just this past week, the National Hurricane Center projected that the upcoming hurricane season would be above average. We learned this week that there's a tropical depression forming just off the coast of Florida, and it's not even hurricane season yet. There are storms always on the horizon. It's how we deal with them that makes the difference. Fear and anxiety that comes along with those fears can, can limit us, can defeat us, can even cause us to fail. Fear and the anxiety that comes along with it have a way of, of paralyzing our lives. Fear and the anxiety that comes along with it, it keeps us unhappy, dissatisfied, and, and even on edge. Fear and the anxiety that comes along with it has a way of producing sleepless nights as, as we needlessly worry about things over which we have very little control. All of us are, are afraid and, and anxious and facing the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, and all for various reasons. 
we are then left to consider how we will overcome. Franklin Roosevelt shared in his 1933 presidential inaugural address at the very height of the, of the Great Depression that the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. That was true then, and it is certainly true now. The pressures that have come to bear on each of us here in the past few weeks are very much real. They have worked to form a, a new reality for, for each of us, and we're not sure where all of this is taking us. Our circumstances have had a way of getting the best of us. For some, that's translated into a, a lot more anxiety and worry. The, the poet Eleanor Hammond describes this sort of thing in a wonderful bit of verse. Let's hear that now. Like snails, I see the people go along the sidewalks, row on row, and each one on his shoulders bears a coiling shell of heavy cares, the spiral of their own affairs. Some peer about, some uh, creep on blind. Not one leaves his troubles behind. Does that sound familiar? Not one leaves his troubles behind. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and, and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So there are all sorts of external circumstances that, that give us concern. There are also those things inwardly that, that, that weigh us down. Sometimes it's those inward fears, those inward uh, concerns that, that are the worst of all. They, they certainly take a, a lot more energy to deal with. Victor Hugo, who is famous for that great novel, The, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, also wrote a short story called 93. It's about a ship caught in a dangerous storm on the high seas. At the height of the storm, the frightened sailors heard a, a terrible crashing on the deck below. They knew at once that it was one of the cannons that had broken loose and it was now going from one side of the ship to the other, hitting the, the hole from the, the inside. And they knew that they were in grave danger. Knowing that the, the ship could very well sink because of that danger from within, two brave soldiers volunteered to make the dangerous attempt to secure that loose cannon. They knew the danger of a, a shipwreck from the cannon was greater than the fury of the storm. The internal struggle was greater than what was going on on the outside. That same sort of thing was, was going on for those faithful disciples as they made their way across the, the Sea of Galilee that stormy night. They not only had to battle the wind and waves, but their own internal fears. Those fears that screamed that their faith wouldn't be enough to see them through. There in that boat, they stood terrified, holding on for dear life. 
it was then that they, they saw something that, that looked like a ghost that was a, approaching them on the water. It turned out to be Jesus walking on the water. Jesus greeted them with, with words that have rung through the ages. Take courage, he said. It is I. Don't be afraid. Jesus had come to not only quell the storm outwardly, but inwardly as well. But not before he demonstrated that great things can take place when we keep our focus on him. And hence, we, we begin to put our focus on, on Peter. He was the one that stepped up. He was the one that stepped out. Peter was always the, the impulsive one. He called on Christ to, to bid him to, to come out onto the water. And Jesus was quick to oblige. Peter got out of the boat, and he began to walk on the water as well. It wasn't long before the wind and the waves started to get to Peter. Peter began to notice the storm more than the one who was the calm in the storm. And because of that, Peter began to sink. Who of us hasn't had our attention more so on the storm that rages around us, instead of upon our Savior who stands to sustain us through it? Who of us hasn't felt the waves of the COVID-19 pandemic lapping around us and fear begins to envelop us and we, we take our gaze off the sustaining power of our Lord and begin to find ourselves sinking deeper and deeper? It's hard to keep our our heads above water emotionally, financially, and, and even spiritually. I've talked to so many where they're really struggling in the midst of what's going on these days. We have all felt as though we might even be sinking into the abyss. As we have said all along, Jesus is seeing us through. Not so much Jesus will see us through, and certainly that is the case, but Jesus is seeing us through, present tense. For Peter, the second he began to sink, Christ extended his hand and pulled him up. Christ's hand is, is extended as well to you and me. He comes to, to pull us up from, from that sinking feeling that all might be lost and puts us at the very place where we needed to be all along in his loving embrace, in the loving hand that is extended our way to support us each and every day. It very well might be that you're asking, where is Jesus in all of this? And just like he did with the disciples, Jesus makes his way to your life to give you courage in the midst of the storm and to raise you up when you feel as though you're sinking. Jesus always comes when you, you need him the most, and depending upon where you are in your spiritual journey, when you may very well least expect him. The disciples thought Jesus was a ghost that night on the Sea of Galilee. Their faith was, was such that they just couldn't see him very clearly. And the questions come to each of us. Have you recognized Jesus in the mix of, of all that you're facing? How have you recognized him? 
through all that is going on, has Jesus come to you in miraculous ways? Are you noticing that sort of uh, current in your own life of, of Christ's miraculous work in your life? Have you found him lifting you up? Have you found him steadying you in the midst of the storm that rages around you? I'll have to admit that I have, I have witnessed to that. I am thankful that I have, uh, uh, have taken hold of the hand that has been extended my way and that I've, I've grasped it. And, and Christ has, has, has seen me forward each and every day in wonderful, beautiful ways, even miraculous ways. It comes to you and me in the midst of all we face and all we will face to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Just like Peter, we do well not to let the storm that rages around us to divert our attention otherwise. A great passage from Hebrews 12, 2 says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. And as we do, he will sustain us in every way. He will lift us up when we feel as though we're sinking. He will put us on safe ground. Take courage. It is I, said Jesus. Do not be afraid. Let's take Jesus at his word, shall we? Let's give Jesus the chance to, to prove himself. And as he proves himself, we will find ourselves surely overcoming to the place that our anxieties will give way to peace. I love this story told by author Jill Briscoe about a little girl on a, a train in England. The other passengers were entertained as she went up and down the aisle. Uh, she seemed to be quite at home with, with everybody, entertaining them as she went along. In fact, some people began to, to wonder just who her mother and father were, since she seemed to be equally at home with everybody who was on that train. Then the train gave a, a shrill whistle, and it entered a, a dark, long tunnel. And the little girl became quite anxious and worrisome. She ran down the aisle and threw herself into the lap of a young man that was in the back of the train. There was no doubt as to who that child belonged. She was happy and safe in her father's arms. Her joy was evident. Still in the tunnel, still in the dark, nothing had changed save for the fact that she now rested in the arms of her father. May we rest in the arms of our Heavenly Father. And may we grasp the hand of His Son, Jesus Christ, as that same hand is extended our way to keep us from sinking and to keep us at the very place that He would have us to be firmly in His grasp. Let's pray together. Blessed God, how we thank You for your willingness to come our way, to lean into our lives, to bless us with your presence and help. We pray, Lord, that in the mix of, 
for all that we face these days, may we know full well of the saving power of Jesus Christ. And as his hand is extended our way, we pray, O oh God, that you would give us the faith necessary to reach for it, to grasp it, and to know of the, the saving grace that is his extended our way. Lord, we thank you for upholding us day by day. Lord, we thank you for doing so in wonderful, beautiful, and even miraculous ways. And Lord, we do claim with all the faith that is a part of us that, that you are seeing us through. This prayer we make in the name of Christ. Amen. May God bless us all.